0: Well, what's your fuel? Like? Take off of and multiply it by two? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <gasps> it's the Brewing Network.
0: Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jamil Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff, to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how. Where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zanacef and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil.
2: Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? <laughs> it's The only show that we have named to pro- after me. We have to prove <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> yeah, well, that's our handicap, but yeah, okay. That does, we still get some listeners even
3: well,
4: you, even... well, you know, back in the day, five and a half years ago... Oh, yeah, yeah really? Yeah. Back in the day, yeah. this was supposed to be called Brew, Brewing with Style. Brewing yeah, with Style. Yeah, we, right. had, we had decided it was going to be called Brewing with Style. Well, it was going to be the Jamil Show, right? And, yeah, uh, yeah we, we were in there, you know, Police A and I doing the very first show, and then uh, we're about to go on the air, and just as, oh, by the way... It's going to be called The Show. <laughs> like, what? what? We're like, what? Uh, break. Uh, and then, you know, so. That's what it is. The rest yep. is history. The was rest that, say is flustered? history. Was that what that was? That was me flustered. I'm like, oh. uh, uh, what do I say? What do I do? Like, hands? Hmm. That's where I, where I got the uh, sweaty, sweaty balls. Uh, <laughs> sweaty nuts. Yeah. Nut balls. Uh, well, they're
2: not sweating in Minnesota because it's cold there, I bet. It's freaking cold there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, about, yeah it's so about Northern Brewer. It's always warm and, and toasty there, <laughs> except for Northern
4: Brewer. Nice, nice. They're it's like i didn't even know where you were going with <laughs> that show you're on. <laughs> do you? No, no I don't. <laughs>
2: you don't know where else go? You're slow today. Wow.
4: Well, it's all the uh, the previous uh, beer that I've been drinking. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, Northern Brewer are our, our, our very fine sponsor. Um, you know, they're they're out in that that uh, cold cold far north, but uh, yeah, they are they are warm folks. Very kind. Very very giving. Uh, very very. Uh, very great uh, sponsor to have for the show, and they and they've been uh, sponsoring the show for like five years. I think we went the first six months without a sponsor. No and sponsor, They jumped yeah. in, and they've they've stuck with us ever since. I don't know why. I think it's just like they've got like, they must auto listen. pay thing. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, they're just not paying. Attention, they forgot about so. it. Right. So, well, you know, what I want you to do is, uh, you know, when you listen to the show, stop for a moment, hit pause, you know, and go write an, an email right now to uh, Northern Brewer. Uh, anybody at northern Brewing.com say hey thanks for sponsoring the show mm-hmm. really love it thanks for supporting the Brewing Network we appreciate it because they're paying paying for the show for five years so uh, you haven't had to so I
2: think that's uh, awfully cool That's Awful. great that's great it's the least we could do is to say something like that yeah. when we yeah so everyone send while, them an email or when you place an order either one yeah when you place an
4: order make sure you you know you put that in in the comment field it won't slow up your order at all and uh, they, they appreciate they, it they told and, us they say, see those and those do count. Yeah. You can or, buy uh, all the ingredients for Canyon Brut. You can buy it. Mm-hmm. Buy it off yeah. of Com. Uh,
5: post on their Facebook page too. There you yeah. go. Northern oh. Brewer have a great Facebook page. They they're really interactive with uh, with people who post. So cool. Post it up there, man. Let everyone yeah, see nice.
4: it. Nice, nice. Good suggestion from the Jipper. Thank you. Very good. Well, you know, and and another thing that the Jipper loves AdamAndEve. Com. I do actually. Our new our new uh, sponsor. Uh, they've got uh, all sorts of
2: uh, goodies to. Uh, would you say enjoy yourself to pleasure yourself or your partner or your partner or your girlfriend whatever's going on whatever you got rocking whatever you however you rock it yeah. they got they got it for they got, you, it. They got the socket if you're going no you to you it. watch they huh? got it. if you're going solo what's <laughs> that yeah. you buy something whoever
4: will let you watch whoever <laughs> will let you watch <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they get the socket for your rocket. That's the fun part. Check it out, uh, adamandeve.com. And what they're doing, because they, uh, they know that this is the prime demographic for, for their customers. I'm sure they're finding it out. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, at the very least, go and check it out. Do they
2: have operators standing by for this, this promo code you're about to for give the them? Promo code.
4: And uh, operators the are standing by. Operators are standing by. When you enter you? the code C-Y-B-I... Can you brew it? Right? C I B I. Right. Uh, C Y B I. Uh, you will get 50% off of uh, one item that, uh, of your choice. That's a great deal. Fifth, half wow. off.
2: Wow. I look, their, their prices are already really competitive. I yeah, mean, they're good yeah. prices to begin with. Right, so, right.
4: Wow. And then you get half off. And then you also, with that order, you'll get three free adult DVDs. I wouldn't know about that. Help get your, your mojo, mojo flowing. And uh, plus a free extra gift. So sensual. That they can't mention on the radio,
2: even this radio.
4: Well, we could mention it, but they haven't told we've us what about, it is. We've it said all I kinds have, of nasty have, shit have, on the, yeah, these have, microphones. I have yeah. no idea what the item is, so I can't mention it. But it's all apparently right. it's so mentionable. So, yeah. Well, you can imagine what it is. mention it. Something about secret. it is secret, right? right. I'm, I want to go and just place an order just to see what it is. You <laughs> like, want the DVDs? <laughs> and the DVDs. You know, and the a, free surprise. Yeah, surprise. Hang out with the wife. You know, she's open minded for enjoying this stuff. Of course, yeah. of course, it's all natural. It's
2: all- <laughs> everybody <laughs> wants. Well, everybody the, wants to drink beer and yeah. get high and, and yeah. Yeah. go yeah, to AdamAndEve. The
5: actresses aren't all natural, but it's all beer and blowjobs. The I enjoyment think. is. <laughs>
4: Yeah, so check it out, adamandeve.com, com. <laughs> Enter the code CYBI and uh, get yourself fifty percent off an item and uh, free DVDs, free gift. And uh, yeah, you know, by going to place your order there, you know, heck, and uh, using that code, it helps uh, support C-Y- the brewing network. CYBI because they're going to realize that our customers do do go and uh, you know. Uh, Pay attention to the advertising on this thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, mention a couple other uh, cool giveaways that uh, people have been helping us out with. Uh, the AHA is giving us uh, a free pass to give away to the uh, National Homebrewers Con- Convention in uh, uh, San Diego this year in June. T- June 2011, for all you people listening on the archives. Uh, and you uh, just need to be a BN donor. And an AHA member, and you are automatically entered. So go uh, if you haven't done either or go to thebringnetwork.com. dot com. You can sign up for AHA membership, and you can uh, also do your uh, your your BN donorship, and you'll <laughs> be entered automatically. And Blickman Blickman Engineering they sponsor the Bruce Strong Show, and uh, Blickman is uh, sponsoring a giveaway here where if you buy a top tier system before the end of January two thousand eleven. He's actually going to fly himself, John Palmer, and me out to uh, your house to brew with you on your top tier system. That's wow, Humber Menage a trois. Cool, homebrewer <laughs> right. uh, Quad a Trois. Wow, right. So, so, so yeah, so yeah <laughs> well, you know, that's top tier. They got uh, lots of uh, pieces, parts that can uh, go on. Oh, so that's it's cool. Really however flexible. many you want to do, yeah. Uh, then you're right right yeah.
2: Pickle. <laughs> 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 <Good right. enough. laughs> however, uh, we'll we'll use the system however you want us to. Right. So right. Uh, you know. Now there's another option with this. If they don't want you to come to their place, you know, with a the dead wife in the basement, all that problem, that kind of thing. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the way they can come to your house is that right? Right. They can come out to my house. Believe it or not, you're hosting everybody. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: lickman Palmer, they come on out and. Uh well, it uh, you'll, like a you'll, party. you'll brew at the Pope Estate on my top tier system. Right. I'll come well, by
2: too. It's like another good party. I'm yeah, Tasty will come by. Uh, you'll
4: probably get Chad. Oh, come I'll out be there. Out there yeah, sure. Chad, will roll with me. We'll, we'll have a Chad party, and then we will. Uh, we'll even bring you down to the studio, and you can do Brew Strong with us in the studio. Oh man, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> the Sitting price for, gets better and better. Wow, that's yeah, be a lot of fun. I think uh, you know check it out. I you know I I doubt I'll do any brewing, but uh, I'll like barbecue something. Well, you know, I get to talk, and I can't brew when I'm talking. No, no, I can only I only do one thing at a time. By evidence, by this show, I can barely do the talking. <laughs> well,
6: that's a great giveaway. That'd be awesome.
4: Yeah. yeah. So uh, check it out if you're thinking about getting a, a Blickman uh, top tier system. Pull that trigger before uh, January end of January and uh, get yourself in the running. You know, it's a better better odds than the lottery, and I think the the prize is nicer. So, all right, uh, what's our uh, challenge for?
5: Today, JP. Today we have been challenged to a local favorite, Lagunitas Brewing Company, and their fantastic beer, Little Something. Oh, yeah,
4: some, some, some. some. oh yeah, Little Something. Oh, Little Something. Some. What does that
5: mean? Something. Some. Can uh, Can you guys give me a little something? Something. Can you brew me a little something? <laughs> something. Some? We well, can he something give something? you
7: a little something, something right. or brew you a little let something. At Adam
4: let, Adam me, let me place an order at adameneve.com first. <laughs> uh, That'll guarantee
7: uh, you something. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
4: little or not. Code CYBI. Uh, right, right. Maybe by yourself. <laughs> right. But uh, I remember when this beer first came out and right. we were all tasting it. And I think you, were, you were just like, oh, you got to taste this. You know, well, this we ended up beer. at the
2: brewery. But then when when we got back to our pub, Mm-hmm. We just said you got to get you know order it, yeah, and yeah. they did get it. It was really
4: fantastic. Good. You know, a great, uh, you know, a, a wonderful drinking beer with still a huge amount of character to it. Yeah, yeah, it's a big hop. It's got a big hop finish in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just uh, tremendous amount of dry hop. It's a it's a it's a great really tasty beer and uh, speaking of tasty you and uh, Chad you went out to uh, the brewery there you went out to Lagunitas and yeah uh, we did a road interviewed trip
2: interviewed Jeremy for right. uh, for this beer yeah he was more we're the property we sat down and uh, went through the recipes Chad was my sound guy but he was gone the whole time I don't know where hey
6: I got the thing went. rolling you
2: know recording he pressed going any technical button,
6: button, difficulties after that
2: were just like well, what's your problem it's not, some mate. kind of rolling
6: I came back to like you know keep the
2: crowds away. I did, get, yeah, I, I did have some fans there and stuff.
6: Yeah, I had to keep everyone <laughs> away from the mic.
2: We're <laughs> yeah. recording here, please, please step back. Professional at work. Yeah. So you hear some people in the background, but that's yeah. no big deal. Sweet, Homebrew Club, right? Yeah, so the, some, the actually, bureaucrats yeah. were up there for their uh, ah. for their one of their meetings, and uh, oh yeah, they're they're all pretty trouble cool makers, place to meet. Though no, there was no coincidence yeah. we were there that day because I wanted to meet with those guys and stuff too. So we mm-hmm. were cool, did the though. interviews and then we um, met with those guys afterwards. So yeah, cool. a lot of fun. Yeah. All right.
4: Well, let's do this. Let's take a short break, and when we get back, we will hear from uh, Jeremy at uh, uh, Lagunitas. Back after this. And now, Northern Brewer brings you another installment of The, the
0: Time Brewer. Three brewers, three different eras, all caught in the same fermento-chronological vortex. Traveling through time, righting brewing wrongs, and bringing beery wisdom to where and whenever it may be needed. Journey now with Dr. Jean de Clercq. Greetings, listeners. 20th century Belgian super-brewing scientist. Please, please, the yeast and the enzymes do the hard work. I am merely a facilitator. I, spark
7: What? What?
0: 21st century Norwegian American home brewer rapper from St. Paul.
7: Listen, listen. I bust attenuation maxims and my Yakima
1: magnums make my lager so smooth it's like a laxative.
7: My spit got that static power after I mash for an hour. I got naked ladies in my brew room all covered in hot flowers. Swing a propagation flask like a five-liter dick Get your nasty mid drinking group on us Back to 1026, boo!
0: And Brother Abelard up thou a witch? Begone! Twelfth-century English monk and perpetuator of brewing superstition My holy rod of divine babbling shall maketh any ale to froth by the grace of heaven And a modicum of bog-myrtle hurts not either Brought to you by Northern Brewer, your one-stop homebrew supplier throughout the entire Fermento chronosphere. The widest selection of quality malt, hops, yeast, and equipment with $7.99 flat rate shipping. Tune in next time for more... Time Brewers!
4: Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine.
5: Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine.
4: Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for
0: Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zayna Chef. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. Hey, what are you doing,
7: man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for
0: great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. Send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Uh mother... F- White Labs. It's all in the vial.
1: BN Army, you think you're badass? Well, you are, kind of. Like badass, but without the balls to blow something up. Hoptech in patriotic Dublin, California recognizes your nearly badassness with a BN Army discount on every order. But there's something those boys and girls in the real Army should know. If you have an APO address or a scan of an active PX card, Hoptech salutes you as an actual badass and offers their things with a 15% discount on every purchase. That's the Hoptech way of saying things. To all active military personnel. 15% off ingredients, kits, equipment, as well as games, books, gifts, and more. All at hoptech.com. Whichever army you're a member of, any branch of the military, or the BN Army. Hoptech in Dublin says thank you with great discounts. Call 800 Dry Hops, visit the store in Dublin, California, or go to hoptech.com. Hoptech, serving homebrewers for 28 years.
4: You're listening to The Brewing Network.
2: I'm here at uh, Lagunitas Brewing Company uh, here in Petaluma, California, and I'm sitting here uh, at one of their uh, picnic tables in their new tap room. With, uh, I'm sitting here with Jeremy Marshall, a head brewer at Lagunitas. How's things going today, Jeremy? Going good. I noticed when I was here earlier you had a little problem in the brewery. I hope that's everything's all resolved. Yeah, I, I
8: think so. I'm not sure exactly what's going up. We have a p and I D controller Ooh. is acting up. P&ID, I know. Yeah. I know your listeners can relate and hate it when that happens. You know,
2: actually, I can yeah. I've done some conveyor stuff that has those. So you know, so you know. yeah, controllers. I, yeah, um, yeah. So today, I'd like to talk to you uh, a little bit about the uh, a little something, something. But but first, I, here I'm sitting in this uh, tap room here. This is fairly new, right? Yeah, yeah. It's only uh, going over about a uh, one year old. Wow.
8: And uh, it's ex- it's expanding. Um, we're going to make it as big as it needs to be to accommodate the crowd that wants to be here. And, uh, the, the free music, uh, isn't, isn't hurting. We're pace. getting some great acts here too. I mean, a lot of talent coming nice. through here. And, uh, and then also some unique beers that can only be tried here. What do you mean unique? Like, you know, of course you have three and 500 barrel fermenters. How do you make a unique beer? The only way to make a unique beer is going to be, uh, typically with modified kegs that we've turned into little mini fermenters so when someone says wow that's fantastic how much did you make we say 15 (laughs) gallons but it only yielded 10 (laughs) and uh it's almost gone when it's gone it's gone for good there but you can get those beers here you can get them here when we release them and and we try to shoot for uh you know beers that can't be replicated even by ourselves (laughs) i see and a lot of that is is by uh force of the uh the you know how long it Took to age and what kind of little critters were in there and that kind of thing. Then, right. of course, uh, barrel aging. And we're predominantly uh, bourbon barrels and uh, and uh, also some wine barrels. Not big on sour beers, uh, but we really like bourbon barrels and we've been uh, playing around with taking uh, Imperial Stout, aging it in a bourbon barrel on cacao nibs oh. and uh, adding Britannomyces and then finishing off with just a tiny. Undetectable amount of uh, some kind of a pungent fruit, like a raspberry or something, but not can't bit. call it a fruit beer. Even if you told someone that that was in there, they still wouldn't be able to pick it up. The undetectable. Yeah, understand. yeah, we're still anti fruit beer. That's our official stance. That's good. But uh, but sometimes it does have merit to serve as a you know as a sidekick, you know, background flavor, a little sure. Robin to a Batman. There you go. That kind of thing. Um, That is the proper analogy because we all know about Robin. uh, (laughs) uh, A little freak. Yeah, yeah, fruity. But, uh, yeah. um, So these are beers that awaken the home brewer that's inside of a lot of these uh, home brewer turned commercial brewers. Sure. When it comes to playing around with some of these bugs, uh, understandably, there's a little bit of nervousness uh, in letting them loose inside of our production fermenters. So you keep it in the wood. The wood is good, right. and it stays in the wood. It lives in the wood. And uh, right now, uh, this, these types of beers, we have a non-funky uh, uh, port barrel-aged hairy eyeball. What? So we didn't add any bret or lacto. It's straight barrel? Just straight barrel, and it's delicious, and that's available now. And then also a uh, bourbon barrel-aged cappuccino stout. Hmm. And that one not funkified either, uh, just straight up wet bourbon barrel with the cappuccino stout in there nice and it's quite uh it, it has a little toasted marshmallow tinge to it it's very dessert like because huh. of the oak kind of c- comes out like toasted marshmallows and it gives yeah. it this nice little flavor to it probably so. the vanilla mixing with that yeah, the nice body you got yeah. That Beer. yeah yeah it, it really works out hmm. great it, who knows what it'll be next month it's going right. to be different every time
2: well anybody that's been on the this tour and you know got to Stop at the pre- at the last stop at the previous tour. This one's different now. They got the, another stop where you can get some interesting stuff. It's great. Yeah, yeah. All fresh. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, today we're talking about the little something something, uh, which is a wheat beer, as I understand it, or it's got a fair amount of wheat.
8: Huh? Yeah, I would say it's a fifty percent wheat, hmm. and we're uh, splitting that up amongst three different types of wheat. And Why would you use three different types of wheat? To amplify that weedy flavor. <laughs> so. Uh, Nice. I used to
2: eat Wheaties as a kid all the time. Right?
8: Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> while we're on the cereal theme, I may as well mention uh-huh. uh, one of the inputs of this recipe is a is a torified wheat. Uh-huh. And uh, if anyone tries to type that, spell checker will automatically correct it to terrified, terrified wheat. <laughs> but uh, uh, torification is, is a, uh-huh. a puffing process, uh-huh. and this stuff looks just like uh, diggum smacks or the, the cereal. So back <laughs> to back to the, back to yeah. the cereal. Nice. And uh, only it's not glazed with sugar. But other than that, that's pretty it much what pretty it is. It is pretty soon after
2: you put it into the mash. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, uh, soaked in sugar.
8: It performs well in the uh, brew house. I know some brewers uh, don't like it, but we love it. Huh. And it's a, it's a pretty important uh, input to the malt character of this beer. Wow, interesting. And uh, so we'll cover the numbers on that shortly here. So what's the batch size here on this beer? Can you, I assume this is going to be a little bit bigger. Yes. Because you're not going to have such a hop load. It's, it has much less of a hop load. Uh, than a lot of other of our beers, so uh-huh. we're we're able to take it to kettle full, which is one hundred hectoliters. Okay. So uh, eighty uh, barrel. Uh-huh. Eighty five. Eighty five barrel. Eighty five barrel. Nice. So you're maxing out there. That's great. Yep. Yep. We're tapping tapping it up. And what's the starting gravity of this uh, beer? Uh, o- OG is uh, seventeen to seventeen point two, depending on how the grain is performing that day.
2: Huh. And how, how far can you ferment that out? Uh,
8: uh, this one ferments down
2: uh, quite a bit, uh, typically uh, around four. Around four. And yeah. we'll certainly take that into consideration when we talk about mesh temperature and stuff like that. Right. And do you know how many IBUs it is, approximately? Uh, it is. No, we don't have any here. We drank that. We? Um, I'm thinking it's.
8: I should know that. Probably, I think it's around 60. We'll say sixty. If yeah. you find out any different, let me know. And I'll yeah, I should. That here. We don't have the bottle. We have everything
2: but that one in front of us. Right. Great. And then um, you you do measure that. So that's a measured sixty IBUs from your outside lab. Nice. Okay. And uh, you know this uh, this beer has a good, uh, real good, strong citrus aroma. Mm-hmm. I, I got to hear what kind of. Uh, uh, well, we talked about the hop second, but, let's, but what about the malt here? What kind of, what's your other malt? Uh, what's your base malt here? Your, okay. Your uh, two-row. So for
8: that uh, kettle full of 100 hectoliters, 100. we're using uh, 2,825 pounds of two-row RAR paleo, okay. or pale malt. Right. Uh, then about 2,125 pounds of malted wheat. mm-hmm uh 635 pounds of crisp torrified wheat and there's other uh merchants besides sure. crisp there's there's breeze there's sort of
2: that pretty generic right?
8: yeah it's just puffed so you know uh we like to cons- we like to think of crisp as kind of the, the cadillac of of malts it's uh mm. It's always uh, the plumpest corns and the You're not the sexiest looks and uh, all <laughs> You're that. You're not good the stuff. only one. I yeah, love yeah, we're, we're fans of the yeah. what they do over there in England, yeah. and uh, and then the one unusual input that your listeners may have a hard time finding is we're using a product called a roasted wheat, and oh. it's it's from Belgium, the the it's from Dingmans, and it's hard even for us to get, and it has a lot of character. So we're only putting seventy pounds, and it, and it makes a difference. Yeah, I mean, it's but make, mm. yeah, and. Uh, on our scale, it would be tough to do this, but I would imagine it's just it's just malted wheat that's been toasted. Oh,
2: well, so homebrewers could just could do that. Yeah, oven. you could
8: just do the oven trick. So sure. you you take a shallow pan, uh, you take your equivalent of that, which isn't going to be much, um, and spread yeah. it out in a, yeah. in one thin layer. It's
2: going to be a pound, half a pound or something.
8: Yeah, it's yeah. going to be nothing. Yeah. and spread that out and throw it in the oven on a pretty low temperature and toast it in, until uh the the room is filled with a pleasant flavor
2: gotcha
8: if the room is filled with smoke you went too start far over yeah start <laughs> over
2: <laughs> go back to zero
8: yeah so you can toast you can toast your own you know nice. wheat and of course uh, everybody probably already knows about toasting their. so when you two-o. see
2: when you see this uh wheat uh, uh, does it look darker in your hand or not? yes it, picks, it
8: does it does it picks up a little bit like, of color say crystal what uh it's it'd be closest to maybe maybe a 60. 60. Oh, wow, that's dark. Of,
2: yeah, it's pretty dark. Does it have the variability in color like a like a crystal malt?
8: Not so much. That's so pretty much. pretty uniform. So okay. Yeah. So you while you're toasting it, you want to make be sure to turn it over, okay. and uh, and stir it, and then shake it so that it's one even layer again. Nice. And nice. Uh, and it, and if you've done it right, it should have a distinct. Uh, kind of nutty taste. Nutty. Okay. Yeah. So you
2: can try it before you... Uh, yeah, try it before you use yeah, you it. Yeah. Just, just, just like everything. People should just go ahead and do the roasting a couple days ahead of time. And oh, yeah, definitely. Maybe make a couple batches or something. Like exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's the last malt in this beer? Yeah. Is the roasted wheat? Yeah, that's all the malt inputs. All right. What about a hops Let's get right into this.
8: All right. So uh, uh, once again, 90-minute boil. That's
2: right.
8: And uh, we've got most of our alpha acid uh, going in in the first edition. So, contrasting with Maximus, where it's all in that middle edition. uh Um, So, we're going to use, for that 100 hectoliters, uh, two pounds of Horizon at 12% alpha, uh, two pounds of Summit at 17.5% alpha,
4: Hmm.
8: and uh, two cans of a uh, Nugget extract at uh, 45% alpha. So uh, that's two pounds. A can is a pound. Two
2: pounds. it's equivalent to two pounds of nugget at? At uh, 45%. Okay.
8: So... uh, That will equate to... Yeah, that would be like um, 10 10 10 pounds pounds at four and a half... Or 20 pounds at four and a half. Or 10 pounds at uh, nine. Okay. Mm
2: -hmm. All right. Great. Got it. And that's the all 90 minutes. Okay, and I, I... What's the next edition?
8: So at the uh, at 30 minutes, it's just a lonely old 8 pounds of Willamette at 5.2. At 30, okay. Yep. And then next edition is at or? uh Exactly, Whirlpool edition, oh. 9 pounds of Willamette, 5.2 again. And then a whopping... R- relatively whopping to the Willamette 25 pounds of Santiam Santiam yeah. Santiam yep yeah. another hop we like around here mm-hmm. very noble uh, okay. and that's 5.6 5.6 uh.
2: and your whirlpool time is exactly the same every time uh, 20 minutes and then you uh, 20 minute rest and then you start uh, cooling Uh
8: out. well the the, uh, the the higher the strength of the wart the oh. The longer the rest, oh, okay. due to Stokes' law. So as the uh, specific gravity of the wart increases, yeah. it, it the the uh, the density of the flock begins to resemble the density of the wart. So it takes longer for it to settle out. Uh-huh. So in a seventeen Plato, you can get by with the shorter rest. Okay. So you can maybe try eighteen minutes or fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes years. is a pretty normal. Okay. Uh, rest and actually, I was just kind of thinking out loud here we were i was botching my uh, oh. uh alpha or our hop extract to hop oh conversion so when i when i say uh you know 10 10 pounds of a hop at 10 percent alpha so say you got a hop that's 10 percent alpha right that's one pound of alpha acid okay so uh so that's a that's that's always the best way to think about okay, it so i have gonna a feeling out. i screwed up the uh
2: conversion earlier well we we convert from this recording so don't worry it's all down great don't worry about that all right so that's flame out uh a little shorter rest Mm -hmm. okay Uh, okay now we had to uh oh one thing we should talk
8: about process related wise what's that um so our we have a a calcium calcium addition right yeah we're adding uh uh 12 pounds To all of this grain at a mash consistency of 100 pounds per barrel, so this is a little bit of a thinner mash than, uh, say, our Maximus. Okay. So, uh, so that's our uh, calcium, and then the other thing that needs to be gypsum or calcium gypsum, right? right? Um, Yeah, gypsum. That's a new word. Gypsum. Yeah, calcium sulfate and and or gypsum. uh, sometimes it's here, sometimes it's not. You know, gypsum. And uh, wheat establishes uh, a little bit of a kind of alkaline leaning ph yeah. so sometimes it's good to uh uh either take a small portion of the two row and substitute it out with a acidulated malt alternatively you can add a pinch of a, a food grade uh, acid product of your choice there's a lot of latic, latic foss Fos, um mm-hmm. typically the most common huh. um but it's uh it's good to bring it down uh, some brewers like a really acidic ph like a like a 5.2 to 5.4 but um you know, for us, uh, you know, a 5.5 is acceptable uh, mash pH, and yeah, when well, you're using this much wheat, you, you're you're going to be hard pressed to even hit 5.5. Hmm. So, uh, or at least that's what we find in our experience.
2: Yeah, well, by by recipe, we could pro- homebrewers can do it if they kind of you know have a few cycles of this to see. Yeah, what they're yeah, getting. yeah. It always takes. A, it's easier to get the acid and just adjust the, the mash.
8: Yeah, yeah. That's a, it. Always takes a few times to get it right right
2: yeah even if you guys are new recipes in terms of stuff like that do you have on your automated uh, brew house do you have like a continuously monitoring ph or something like
8: that no uh not a lot of places have that due to the fact that ph meters have glass Uh, and you just you just don't want to have glass anywhere in that process yeah yeah it's it's and and especially on the other side of that glass is uh you know some some nasty chemicals that you wouldn't want in there either i'm sure some of the big boys have you might have like a uh,
2: automated sampling system yeah. that drenches them off and yeah, we take it
8: away. we do batch sampling so the every, every sample every batch. Uh, yeah. yeah every batch is you're required to take PHs and monitor throughout the process and that goes to
2: your lab or
8: uh, the brewer does it in the
2: lab in the lab but oh, the I lab see. guy
8: is is immune to having to do this so I he'd see. be sampling all day gotcha and uh, and we just look for you know uh, uh, changes in the malt which do happen and sure. Um, it's a really big deal if you have more than one malt supplier. So if you oh. change your base malt, yeah, it can really change. How big a variance have you seen? Huge. It? Really? Huge. huge yeah. yeah, yeah. We've seen, uh, we've had malt before where the pH was way too low without us using any acid or acidulated malt at all whatsoever. Huh. Um, at startlingly low, no dark malt or anything that right. would be in there to do Unexplainably that. Unexplainably low. Uh, just, uh, hey, what's up? Kind of low. Huh. And... Uh, also, we've seen uh, PHs that were so high that some of the brewers uh, would run around back there and say, "This is
2: caustic malt." And wow. uh, I won't name any merchants. But uh, hmm. um, well, wow. uh, on the other side of that, um, what about potential extract? You notice, like when different vendors the same uh, the same malt are going to be different? Uh, definitely.
8: Um, if malt is sat around and it's had a chance to cook in the rail car you're not bit. buying as much water so you're going to have higher extract but it's huh. also going to turn to fines in the mill and you're going to have more more uh, flour more dough and you're going to have slower lotters so so yeah. everything evens out right. um
2: do you, do you know when, when you get a new set of malt do you have that you go through like a test batch that well, we or that we get you get
8: like a c of a or a certificate oh. of analysis um you know the nice. the, the the types of Tests that you can do in a standard brewery lab for malt are pretty primitive, and the the main thing you know your your question was was about extract. Yeah, that's and what I worry most. Plump about. corns is key. Did you look at the kernels? Just think about it. Are are they plump and are they bright? Are they clean? Do they smell good? But plump should be high up at the top of the list because of your surface area to volume ratio. Mm-hmm. Smaller corns have more garbage in them. That's, yes. a plump corn is just. It's just starch waiting to happen. Gotcha. And uh, so so plump corns I'm gonna say is king when if your parameter is extract. Hmm. And very rarely have I had a batch of malt that I said, Wow, you know, that's
2: sure is plump, but overall it's crappy. (laughs)
8: <laughs> Usually, I'm like, so if, if it's
2: plump, it's good. It's good. So, all right. Yeah. Yeah, personally, I'm, I'm more, always more concerned about consistency. Like, yeah. I don't like had to see my efficiency jump all over the place because I'm not going to make the same beer I want to make. Yeah. Well, unfortunately
8: for this year, uh, we talked to earlier about the, the hop crop. Uh, barley, um, you know, Canada being a, a key sure. player around here, uh, they got a little bit of uh, frost and a lot, quite a bit of moisture oh. at, the, at the worst time. So I'm hearing reports of uh, a little bit of staining which just means it's uh, it's going to be less sexy.
2: Hmm.
8: Yeah, the, the 2010 crop coming in less sexy. That's my official science. Is that like a higher
2: protein content or something?
8: Well, yeah. uh, no, rain at harvest can drive up beta-glucan. Wow. It doesn't do anything good for the proteins. It can lead to uh, sprouting on the oh, ear.
2: Right. On the ear, wow.
8: Yeah, which can... Uh, that's not good for anything because yeah. uh, it expends some of its reserves prematurely. Yeah. It's um, and just a general... Uh, Uh, They call it staining, but it's just, you know, it's not going to look as bright and as clean. Um, You know, but that's not to say that everything that's going to come in is going to be like this. Just a lot of malt. Probably what this really means is that this malt was malting grade. Until harvest, when this happened, and now this is going to find its way into the digestive systems of animals. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's still going to be malt. Uh, pricing is uh, going up a little bit. Um, it's mm-hmm. not catastrophic. It's not like anything like the commodities crisis that we saw of oh right. seven and oh eight. Um, but it's just uh, it's trending up a little bit. And, mm-hmm. uh, the little the wheat shortage with the droughts and fires in Russia uh, isn't 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 helping. And you know, but all in all, it's no cause for panic.
2: And the, what do we uh, mash this
8: uh, beer at? Did we talk about that yet? No, we haven't. Um, so this is a pretty dry beer, so we're, we're mashing in at uh, 150 degrees. I was expecting that, okay. Yeah. Single infusion. Single infusion, uh, 45 minutes. Now, we do have steam jacketing on our mash tun, so we always, uh, you know, people say, uh, uh, why do you do a temperature-programmed mash? uh because we can yeah <laughs> um that's really the only answer we got the german win, yeah because because we can mm. and typically we always like to heat up uh before transfer over to our lauder ton because we're mashing into a mash mixer and pumping over to a lotter ton for solid liquid yeah. separation so we always uh, heat up to re- re- uh, to reduce the viscosity sure. and improve water performance mm-hmm. but uh you know for, your, for the listeners uh you know, nothing Nothing wrong at all with just uh, mash in, strike it, uh, uh, You know, hit 150 degrees, mash in, hold it 45 so you're, you're minutes. And
2: then just sparge it yep,
8: out. Yep, yep, uh, Vorloff off and sparge it out. Cool.
2: All right, so um, let's just go ahead and ferment this thing now. Uh, what kind of yeast uh, would you use on this? Uh, uh,
8: again, it's our standard uh,
2: house strain, so the English ale. O2 or the blended yep. ale, okay. Yep. And uh, fermentation temperature? Uh, Fermentation
8: temperature, we we cool in at around 62, and we allow a a, a, a yeast-produced heat up, so it's the heat liberated by fermentation, to 65, Mm -hmm. and then we regulate and suspend that temperature for uh, about 36 hours at 65, and then we let it free-rise to 68 for an additional 36 hours, and then from there, free-rise to 72.
2: And do you consider like for seventy two like a diacetyl arrest if that if that would help in any way Yeah, beer?
8: actually seventy. Seventy? Yeah. Of, oh, I'm I, sorry. Yeah. We uh, fooled around with higher temperatures, but I thought we were detecting premature staling, which is a, a real risk with getting too warm in non Belgian style beers. Really? Yeah, everything goes faster at higher temperatures, but So you're uh,
2: saying even even in the ferment the beer had already started
8: to stale. Uh, we don't know. We just uh, just saw we tried causes. it once and thought uh you know thought oh well, that's just too hot so you know it could have been that um you know we have probes thermal wells in our tanks right. and they're only measuring in specific spots it could have been that yeah. somewhere else in the fermenter it was getting considerably was hotter right by that 72 maybe it was 74 somewhere else right. and uh for a belgian beer that's fine right. But uh, uh you know we just we, we just thought we could taste it and and trust me i mean it when i say thought we could taste it like <laughs> you know it's Unconfirmed.
2: Well, no, that's a lot of it. I mean, uh, tasting the beer is a lot of part about a brewery and how. It's they the
8: best eat. lab equipment that you have.
2: That's those are the people that make the best beer that do that, and uh, and it's very mobile. Take it very seriously, yeah.
8: it's it's very yeah, mobile lab it. equipment. I exactly. take it everywhere take I
2: go with me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Always <laughs> so using it. You know it. All right. Well, uh, I can't think of anything else we need to Uh, know to make sure... We we, should talk
8: about the dry hop, bill. Oh, we didn't talk about dry hops? Yeah, and we need to... Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. We're going to need to go back for this one, too. Okay. All right. um, Making an addendum. We'll do an addendum for the other show. Yeah. So, uh... Dry hopping. Yeah. This beer is all about uh, essence oil, and the best way to achieve essence oil is through dry hopping. Um... We're big fans of dry hopping. Almost all of our beers are dry hopped and always have been, and, uh... I'm just going to give you pounds per barrel, okay, that, okay. you, you can uh, all right. go back from there. And this is one of our our more heavily dry hop beer, probably a, one of our most heavily dry hop beers. So uh, we like to say it's a it's a C party, So all these hops start with the letter C. So, okay.
2: But everybody loves the C right. hops.
8: Right. This, is, this is the dry hop, okay? Okay, dry hop bill. Yeah. Um, so one third of a pound per barrel each of Cascade, Centennial, Chinook. And Simcoe, two tenths of a Simco po-
2: with a C, I got it.
8: Yeah, Simcoe with the C. All right, and uh, two tenths of a pound per barrel of CTZ, and one quarter of a pound per barrel of Amarillo. So it's a uh, <laughs> more more dry hops than kettle hops.
2: Mm, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, you know, when we had this beer a while ago, uh, the hop aroma. Yeah, it was just blowing it. It was yeah. great. this beer's all about the hop aroma. You certainly got your money's worth there. That's that's really good well, job. Well we thought what, what better way to
8: celebrate the delicate flavor of wheat right. than to just completely obscure it with hops. Right. Because that's how we roll.
2: I think that pretty well covers it. I a think little it covered it. something here. Yeah, yeah. this is uh, it's a great beer. Uh, is this a see, this a seasonal, right? It is a summer seasonal. When you have uh, seasons, are they distributed as, just like any of your other beers? All the same outlets. So yeah, yeah,
8: they are. And the whole concept, of course, behind the seasonal concept is is consumers that are savvy and in the know. They they always know what's seasonal when. Yeah. So they don't even uh, need need to ask themselves, "Is this beer fresh?" Because yeah, they, they they know, know it's, it's, yeah. they know it yeah. is. And right. uh, but now yeah. this beer by popular demand. Social Darwinism has it (laughs) it. that it's been elected to be year round, so it's going to go away. Yeah, you can anyone who can get it now uh, get what you can because it's going to go away. It's going to dry up for a little bit, and then at some point in the future, and I don't, I don't know when. I just, I just brew it, but uh, at some point in the future, this is going to go year round.
2: I'm not surprised because when it first hit, uh, people loved it. it.
8: Yeah, Yeah. people loved it, and uh, it's a delicious beer, and people seem to really like it. So we figure uh, occasionally. Though we do like to do something really good and then never do it again, sometimes we actually listen.
3: <laughs> so, yeah,
2: let the market tell you what to do. You know it. All right, well, thanks for the recipe and thanks for helping us out today with this. You're welcome. My pleasure. Thanks a lot. We'll see you soon. Yeah, see ya
0: from the stovetop to a camp burner to some kind of brew stand. Most homebrewers follow some version of this progression. With each move, a homebrewer will often have to change a lot, if not all, of their equipment. Until now, Blickman Engineering brings you the top-tier brewing stand, the only brewing stand that grows with you. For example, buy a top-tier floor-standing burner now, and it'll bolt right to your top-tier brewing stand when you're ready for all-grain brewing. The top-tier brewing stand is perfect for 5-gallon to 20-gallon batch sizes. Its modular design is adjustable, and the accommodates everything from small footprint coolers up to 30-gallon pots. How does the top-tier brewing stand do it? At its core is a strong, heat-treated and anodized aluminum main post. On all four sides are built-in T-slots for the adjustable heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves and beefy burner tiers. The tiers accommodate any manufacturer's pots or coolers up to 21 inches in diameter. Best of all, not only does the top-tier brewing stand grow with your skills and equipment, but it easily knocks down for long-term storage or transport, too. The top-tier brewing stand from Blickman Engineering. Learn more at BlickmanEngineering.com and to find a local Blickman retailer and start brewing from the top tier. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Brewmasters Warehouse and the brew builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put army in the discount code box for
9: 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. <laughs> Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales like his Tail Wagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA are the perfect accent to Riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Members Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer Food and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub, where you'll feel at home. Since 1921, Munden's has been a
1: provider of quality malted grain and extract. What did he just say? What did he say? That's 90 years of locally sourced grain for home brewers and professional brewers alike. All farm within 50 miles of our malt houses. What? I can't
0: understand what this is. It's the last part.
1: Whole and crushed malts, including wheat and peated malt, liquid extract, hopped and unhopped, as well as dried malt extract. Everything from beginner home brewer kits to all the ingredients an infant's home brewer needs.
4: Something about trains? What? what language is this guy speaking. He's from Austria.
1: London's <laughs> is proudly serving brewers in 54 countries and honoured to be a leader in mowing.
0: Can you understand this guy? No. <laughs> That's a really free language.
1: Ah! Oh! Art from Mundons Malt and Malt Extract that you like. brew shop.
0: Muntins for brewing, distilling, and baking. Quality malted grain and extract for ninety years. Make your malt Muntins. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network.
9: The Brewing. Casters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just
4: throw it yeah. together. Didn't Put some sugar it? and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah.
6: <laughs> the Network.
4: Now
0: back to the challenge. Can you brew it?
2: All right, we're back. We're doing little something something. No, I apologize for uh, talking so long with uh, Jeremy there. I mean, <laughs> I before we we hey I, we did the interview. I said now nah, we're both going to want to geek out and some, talk about like technical topics, and we can uh-huh. you know we got will we we can't do that as much as we'd like. So yeah, he agree. can definitely well. Geek you out.
3: know,
4: I, I think it's great. I I I edited the uh, the interview and uh, I just cut out the big long pauses where you're both sitting there going. Uh... <laughs> so I got rid of those. <laughs> and then, but exactly. all the rest I thought was good stuff so I left it in cuz uh you know it's interesting those you know Jeremy's uh very knowledgeable and
2: uh spends well, too he's fun to yeah. listen to yeah. we go up there often actually too oh, uh, so if people got
4: problem with the length of it uh, tough luck uh Fast forward if you don't want to listen to it. It's not you know, about somebody, the length. It's definitely yeah. <laughs> it's,
6: but say what's up about the Jeremy. girth. Yeah. yeah.
4: Say what's what up to Jeremy if you ever
6: go by Lagunitas. Yeah. Man, he's he's great guy. Yeah. Yeah. If you want, yeah. 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 And tell him
4: thanks for he you know. Out. Yeah. All these brewers, tell him thanks for you know for sure taking the time to do the interviews with us and yeah yeah it's uh it's great stuff.
2: Yeah, he's more than generous and uh it, his boss you know his own the Tony uh is really generous with the he's the one that approves all the recipes going out too. Mm-hmm. Son Jeremy Jeremy's to give away. Nice, nice guy nice so yeah during the the break
4: uh, we got uh, two glasses one is listed Adam and one is uh Eve and why would that be <laughs> Adam and evecom on my mind I don't know why. And, and so uh, we've been we've been tasting sniffing caressing and right. uh, otherwise checking out the uh, yeah. checking out the the beers
2: no, I brewed this beer <laughs> we, didn't say the, it, we yeah that's
4: right this is tasty's yeah, challenge yeah, right. and um, I, uh, let's start with uh Nathan what do you
7: what do you think Mm, wow, I think this is. I got to say, first off, I think it's cloned, but I can tell. I think that the Adam is maybe a tasty beer, and Eve might be the commercial beer. Just from having had a lot of tasty beer and a lot of Lagunitas beer in the past, I'm picking up the slight differences in process. Two, two households. but it's like the difference between ninety nine percent and ninety nine point five percent or something. You know, they're very very similar beers and mm-hmm. definitely cloned. A little bit brighter hop aroma, and the one I think might be the the commercial beer, just mainly due to CO2. I think the beer's just higher carbonation. It's pushing out a little bit right. more copper aroma. Is that Eve? Yes, that Yeah, Eve that was Eve.
4: more more bubbly.
7: Yeah, and Adam is a little bit more rounded. And, yeah, a little softer. Yeah, a little softer uh, body, bigger mouthfeel. It's a tasty-like mouthfeel in the beer. I don't know his process is very... Um, soft.
4: soft?
2: Soft. He's a very soft and gentle guy. <laughs> gentle <lover. laughs> I'm checking the uh, secret thing here. Yes, Eve is the... Um, Real beer. Ah, yeah. The commercial. Ah,
7: commercial. I think you nailed it, though, Tasty. This is awesome. I could drink liters of this. Uh,
6: Chad, what was your take on it? Uh, Right on. Uh, You know, we were talking about different uh, aromas in the nose, and, uh, you know, peach was involved, and, uh, you know, any kind of stone fruit, Mm -hmm. uh, sourness. Um, I I just love this beer in general. I mean, when it first came out, I just thought it was really interesting, and to hear about all the different wheats that are used in it. I, I think the wheat's really play on the hops and everything and you kind of get a unique flavor so it's just it's something I haven't had and uh it's really interesting and I think the recipe's spot on and uh well brewed mm-hmm. and uh
4: man cloned huh I'm loving it all right Well and we have the uh, ever ever so uh, lovely uh, Dr. Scott well, in thank the studio here <laughs> you. Yeah, this, this
2: all-star cast here today
4: All right yeah we got we got we got the uh, heavy hitters Uh what what do you think doc I...
3: Uh, Got a good beat, can dance to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're both excellent beers, very very close. So mm-hmm. cloned for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Side by side, you can taste just some subtle differences. Uh, maybe some a little more bready in the eve, possibly in the nose. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, there was a, uh, a step uh, in the recipe where I have to toast my own malt, so that that is a variable that. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I would not get mine toasted the same as uh, but what they it's, got it's, imported from wherever. England. You're splitting hairs here. Call it cloned? Yes, very okay. much so. They're, right, they're right. Both excellent. Good job,
4: Jason. JP, what's what's your take on it? Uh,
5: I think, um, I do think it's cloned. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like Doc's saying, you're, you're splitting hairs with the differences. Uh, one is maybe slightly hazier than the other. Uh, the, right, Eve, the Eve is, is a tiny bit hair, hazier, right? Yeah. Um, I think the Eve's real subtle. I mean, there's also um, kind of a noticeable difference, I think, in the bitterness uh, levels. Mm, I think true. Eve is a little bit uh, more of an aggressive bitterness and a higher uh, IBUs than the Adam.
3: Yeah, it's a little sharper. Where right? Yeah. Uh, the Adam is hmm. just tastes like Northern Brewer. Ber- Eve, yeah. Eve is a
4: Ber- you know Ber- when you get it poured, it's it's a much higher carbonation than the adam and i think that that's yeah but mine's been saying that for character
5: how you know 35 minutes or whatever um so, uh, i think eve is the homebrew personally i think i think this well, tastes more like a tasty beer well he thing.
4: already said that no eve was the pro-brew Eve is the pro-brew oh yeah. you're taking on all of justin's characteristics one of which is not listening to the show while you're i can't
5: i can't make you sound like a million dollars and uh and change and pay attention. How right, dare right. you? Well, now we know that. And push all those me, buttons. Make yeah. me
4: sound really good. Well, and all the rest doesn't I can really barely matter. do that. It's a piece of work.
5: Uh, all right. Well, the the kudos to you then, Tasty, because I could have sworn that this was your beer.
4: Well, thanks. Well, Justin, did you have an uh, input on this one? I do. I... I... Oppose any differences that you all just mentioned, and I call bullshit on tasty. I'm convinced he poured the little <laughs> something something into both uh, glasses. <laughs> that is how close I think this clone is. I, they taste yeah. effing yeah. identical. There is they. a clarity difference, and on so it, I think he cheated. Yeah, yeah there, there, there's a that slight. That would be tricky, yes. So that's I, a rousing endorsement there. I, I, I yeah, it's pretty I, real damn close. I get I, the differences
3: in, in the, the aftertaste, the mm-hmm. lingering, and the bitterness. Mm-hmm. Um, not bad in either way just that's the difference Mm. of the two Mm -hmm. the the rest of it it's almost exactly Mm -hmm. the same mouthfeel almost everything
4: for for me the carbonation was radically different between the two but you know shaking that out of the eve you know brought them more in line together Mm -hmm. and then the only real difference i had was eve has a very slight haze you know you'd still call it clear but not brilliant maybe or almost brilliant And the Adam, I I would call brilliant, and then the um, with the Eve, I get like I think Jad was saying a little stone fruit, kind of a peach kind of character there. Mm Which I always think, you know, it, it could be some hops. I think, Nathan, you were saying it could be hop-related um, or, you know, because hops yeah. will have, have those kind of uh, characters to them or maybe a sulfur-related from fermentation or something like that. Well, some
7: like, of the American noble derivatives that they're using in this beer, I think, could lend a little bit of that uh,
5: stone fruit-type character. But. I get like a white peach, like a specific. Yeah. You know. uh-huh.
7: Right.
4: No, that's that's a, that's a good point. You're
3: racist.
5: Yeah.
4: Hey. Well, doesn't wheat have a high
3: content? Yeah, it's
6: of uh, what? Well, you know, like a and a Hefevites in the the four vinyl guacol, right, right, right. Um, you know, high guacol percentage. Ones? Yeah, like what? Is it the something from that? Acid? Maybe, yeah, the uh-huh. ferulic
4: acid. There you go. Is it? Um, uh, you well, know, kind of. If you know the the way the that, that those become into like phenols and stuff like that is through the the yeast. So the yeast itself has to have the phenolic off flavor gene. And most yeast don't, and the yeast in this uh, definitely doesn't. The English ale yeast. Mm. So even if if that was there, that shouldn't uh, translate into really anything other than that. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, I got to call this one cloned, you know. And again, for the listeners, we're struggling here to find really <laughs> very minor differences and to say, well, you know, in my imagination, you know. Um, yeah, if you had yeah, them five this.
3: minutes apart, not side by side, right? Exactly. You go, tough. which one is
4: this? Yeah, yeah, you could hand to hand, you know, yeah. You, you yeah. repeatedly hand these to people and say, okay, which one, which one is this now? This which one, be, is this? which one is this? This would be a tough one. Yeah, I think if the carbonation was even, yeah, out, yeah, that would that would definitely uh, be one right. of my 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 things. But then uh, I think we we're all calling it cloned. All right, so uh, let me quickly uh, go through the recipe, and then we'll take a short break. And Tasty, you can tell us all about uh, your brew day and, okay. and and what you did to, to make this uh, unanimously cloned. And we had, uh, what, one, two, three, F- four, four, five, five. six, yes. seven, seven people all call this cloned. So that's about as cloned as you can get, I think. That's cloning. That's, a, that's right alright right, so all our all our recipes are 6 gallons at the end US gallons at the end of the boil and that way you can transfer 5.5 to the fermenter and then at the end of fermentation you can have 5 gallons of yeah, finished beer leave that shit in the bottom all right? so anticipated original gravity 1070 uh, 17.15 play uh, SRM is 4.8 using the Mori color uh, regular, for the IBUs uh, we use Rager 34.7 IBUs uh, brew house efficiency, efficiency 70% boil time 90 minutes the uh, grist is 50% or 3.68 kilograms of a uh, domestic two row 37.6% or 2.77 kilograms of a wheat malt or 90 grams of a toasted roasted wheat malt and 11.2% or uh, 830 grams of torrified, you know, puffed wheat. And uh, I guess that's one of the things that, uh, you know... It's kind of amazing that you get the color exactly the same, having to toast your, your own uh, malt there. <laughs>
2: it's a real small fraction of the grist, I uh, uh, think. So. Yeah,
4: one, 1.2%. Yeah. But still, it can make a difference. Yeah. All right, so hops. Uh, 11, be prepared with your pencils here. You may, you're going to have to rewind a, a few times. Yeah. All right, the 90-minute addition is 11 grams of Nugget and 9% alpha acid and 2 grams of Horizon at 12% alpha acid and 2 grams of Summit at 17.5% alpha acid. Then they have a 45-minute addition, which I think they were using uh, an extract, but this would be 8 grams of Willamette at uh, 5.2% alpha acid. For 15-minute additions, we've got two additions. One is 27 grams of Santiam at uh, 5.6% alpha acid and 9 grams of Willamette at 5.2% alpha acid. Dry hopping, we've got uh, uh, a lot of stuff. Uh, 24 grams of Cascade, 24 grams of Centennial, 24 grams of Simcoe, and 24 grams of Chinook, 15 grams of Columbus, and 18 grams of Amarillo. It doesn't really matter what the alpha acids are on those because you wouldn't adjust those. Those are dry hops. You really don't adjust for alpha acid on those. Yeah. Uh, yeast is uh, White Labs WLP-002 English Ale. You're going to mash at 150 degrees Fahrenheit. And um, let's see here. Fermentation was uh, oh, 12 pounds of gypsum, I guess. Uh, finishing Gravity, 4 Plato. <laughs> Look at the notes. Gotta Note that in do the recipe, the kettle hops are all uh, calculated at 6 gallons, but the dry hop amounts are calculated for 5 gallons of beer. If you're listening to the interview, that's, that's the difference between them, why those are different. Uh, ferment at 62 to 65 degrees Fahrenheit for 36 hours, then raised to 68 Fahrenheit for 36 hours, and then to 7 degrees Fahrenheit. The 15-minute edition is really their Whirlpool edition. The 45-minute edition is really the 30-minute edition. Uh, while he said Dingaman's roasted wheat was 60 love, the Dingaman site says 10 to 14 love i give you a little little details there that, uh, you know, when you're doing these, you know, clone recipes, you know, these guys will give you the information that they they have and the information they believe is true. You know, if they wanted to lie to you, <laughs> they would just say, I'm sorry, I can't tell you that. Or they just ignore you or whatever. They don't. If they're going through the trouble of doing all this, they tell you the truth. Trust me on this. Yeah. These, these brewers are, are not lying. But they may be mistaken at times, they, you know, especially when you ask colors of things. What's the color of that malt? right um yeah i think it's 40 you know and, and it's 25 it's not that they're lying to you hoping that you're going to use 40 and not be able to reproduce the beer it's that they just you know it's it's there it's in the sacks just throw in the sack you know whatever yeah. it might
2: be and some will change the recipes uh, you know on a sure. continuing basis you'll catch a beer right. sort they, of in development you they, know. they can't or they can't get or a certain they, the ingredient change, anymore right. and, and all of a sudden they're
4: using something a little darker right. and Whatever, you know, it's not that critical. But if you want to get exactly cloned like Tasty has here, you need to kind of stick with those. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll hear from Tasty and his brew day. Back after this. The editors
0: of Draft Magazine want you to know their holiday issue has hit newsstands and they have a two-for-one deal this season just for you. The holiday issue of Draft is 100 pages of beery cheer sure to brighten any beer lover's yuletide. Don't miss some Brewing Network favorites among the top 25 beers of the year, along with a few brews you may not have gotten your hands on this year. And for everyone worthy on your list, Draft brings you their Beer Gift Guide with the 18 best beers to give someone you really care about, all in the 2010 holiday issue of Draft. And this season, when you give a subscription to Draft, you'll get one for free. Just use promo code HOLIDAY when you place your order. Coming up in the next issue, what do Bricks Keller, the Blind Tiger, and Falling Rock have in common? Don't miss the top 100 bars across the country in the next issue of Draft. The top 25 beers of the year, the top 100 bars in America, and a two-for-one deal that can't be beat. Visit draftmag.com now and experience life on tap with America's favorite beer magazine. And now, Northern Brewer brings you another installment of The Time Brewers! When last we left our heroes, they found themselves in 1842 in the province of Bohemia.
6: Yo,
5: this era jerky. All the beers is murky.
0: What, oh, friends, a male alewife? I don't know what I'm doing, so I got this dark malt, yeah? More stinky dark beer, yeah? No, sir. Please, wait. Just a moment. Aye, a package from the future, from Northern Poor. Use the prisoner my good man
7: And these sats hop, sucker They ain't noble like Queen Victoria But you can use Sterling from Portland to Astoria Let your wort caramelize And let Melodon's harmonize in a long boil Keep your starter undercover with aluminum foil Boo,
0: and use a thou some bog myrtle Northern Brewer is your one-stop homebrew supplier throughout the entire Fermento Chronosphere. The widest selection of quality malt, hops, yeast, $7.99 flat rate shipping, and get your nasty-ass bog myrtle back to the dark ages, Brother Abelard. Hey, this golden lager with the happy hops pretty damn good. Thanks, Time Brewers. Thanks, Northern Brewer. Our work here is
5: done, my friends. Now, to wherever we are next we did.
0: Tune in next time for the continuing adventures of
5: The Time Brewers!
0: Brewers Publications is proud to announce their newest release Yeast, the practical guide to beer fermentation by Chris White and Jamil Zanishev. The Practical Guide to Beer Fermentation is a resource for brewers of all experience levels. Chris and Jamil thoroughly cover yeast selection, storage, handling yeast, and how to culture yeast. Learn how to set up your own yeast lab, the basics of fermentation science and how it affects your beer, plus step-by-step procedures, equipment lists, and a comprehensive troubleshooting guide. Professionals and homebrewers trust Dr. Chris White, who founded White Labs Yeast more than 15 years ago, and Jamil Zanishev is one of the most respected and most awarded homebrewers in history and co-author of Brewing Classic Styles with John Palmer. Visit Brewers Publications on Facebook for more information. Order your copy at shop.beertown.org or from the Brewing Network. Yeast, the practical guide to beer fermentation, by two of the most trusted names in commercial and home brewing. Proudly available soon from Brewers Publications.
9: are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint.
5: Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months To the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. You can find our world famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew for Your Dye IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans.
2: Because everyone
9: likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Go to WilliamsBrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's WilliamsBrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams Way. Fuel, what's your fuel? Take off of and multiply it by two? Yeah!
1: (laughs) Spraying live beer radio all over your face. (laughs) Can't get any better than
0: this, baby. It's the Brewing Network
1: now. second
4: it, Tasty! Alright, we're back. We're doing the uh, Lagoneus Little Something Something. A fine, fine beer from good. and Yeah, it's excellent. Pretty strong. And you did an excellent job, I, uh, I should say. Well, thanks.
2: It's an easy beer to make. It's just, it's like a... I don't know if it's easy, but well, uh, you knocked it the out. Of the toasting in the grain part. was a little tricky, but...
4: Well tell us about that. So uh how did your brew day go? What what things did you do to uh make this clone happen and, and you know, give us some detail here. All
2: right. Well I you know, I saw the the gravity was up there pretty high, so I made a you know like a four thousand uh mil uh starter. Got that going a couple of days ahead of time. And uh saw that it was gonna be a lot of wheat malt, so I got some rice hulls that I used, uh we didn't mention that in the recipe in the notes, but that people, you know, if you have that much wheat you should uh secure yourself some rice sauce. I use them all the time. if I have a particularly thick mash and I'm making a high gravity beer in my low capacity mash tun, I'll use rice sauce just to get better uh, circulation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh so yeah, what I do on the on the roasting of the wheat, I think it turned out to be like uh Four ounces is what the recipe required, or something. Again, I, I this is a six gallon recipe we talked about, and and good beers like this. And if I have you know mashing capacity, which I did, mm-hmm. I make twelve gallons. So right. the quantities. Watch right. me sometimes. though, so ninety grams became one hundred. Yeah, yeah, grams, yeah, everything's double. you know, right. exactly. So and
4: if you're listening and wondering why we're measuring everything, in you know all the. Uh, the weights, metrically, uh, because it's just far easier <laughs> like
2: The scale speaks grams so much better.
3: It's right, like, yeah. Well, there just, I am. 11, 11 11,
2: a, whatever that
4: is. Yeah. Who cares? You want
3: 10% more or something, right. oh, <laughs> you put a little number in a zero. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There you go.
2: Yeah. Or you want 10% less, you just move the little dot over yes. and you're done. Yeah, yeah I think Jamil pointed us out one time. Assuming, <laughs> somebody gives you the recipe in percents. You right. just put in like pounds for every percent and right then you well, scale not it back pounds back. but uh yeah, Whatever. It, it, kilograms or, uh, yeah then you convert to pounds
4: uh, right, so when they said uh fifty percent uh yeah. you know, pale malt, I put in five kilograms right. and then I just did that for every ingredient right. and then just adjusted till the other I switched to pound and, and volume and yeah right.
2: cool, so uh yeah, I did the toasting, so i took uh i had i bought like a pound of white wheat uh just because I thought I'd give a couple of tries if I needed to. Mm-hmm. And I put like a half a pound in the, uh, on a shallow, uh, like a, I call it a jelly pan or a flat roasting dish or whatever. Something, you know, It was like a 13, by, sheet, 13 yeah. by 17 cookie sheet. There yeah. you go. Uh, how, did, he, how
5: did that name uh, escape you? Uh, cookie uh-huh. sheet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: You Come must be now. familiar with cookie sheets. I have, I have, well, it's yeah. not the cookie sheet. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I have special <laughs> cookie sheets I use for the cookies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. yeah. I, did, I wasn't using one of those.
5: They're called your stomach. No, 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 <laughs> okay. no, no, no. I
2: just they whatever. His I, hand. We take, yeah. Um, so I, what I did, so I uh, basically, um, I read somewhere where you, like, might want to start out like, a little slower, so, you know, not to, like, mm-hmm. uh, get the pan too hot too quick, where the, maybe the... Right, because the then you burn it more positive, than going to be, like, confused or something. So I did it for, like, 150 degrees for, like, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Then I put it up to, like, 300 for, like, another 45, and... Mm-hmm. Like uh, Jeremy said, when the room started to smell good, mm-hmm. uh, and I stirred it about every fifteen minutes, it's like a floor malting kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, and then uh, when it started to smell good, I looked, and oh, it's getting nice and t- brown. And uh, looking, I was looking for a certain color, really. And then I figured if it if it it was smelling so good, I said I'm going to go a little bit longer. So it was maybe it looked to be like what he described, like I said mm-hmm. something about. Crystal forty, kind of mm-hmm. that sort of beige, that sort of color kind of thing. Uh, I, I missed it. Did you hydrate the the malt? No, all no, did I didn't, didn't add okay. any moisture at all. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so then I just you know ground them up, put them in the there in the grist. Oh. And I don't know, it, but you know that's a cool. I you know the, he used uh, a product made by somebody else, so mm-hmm. and it sounded like it was European origin, so that was from a different you know Thing-a-ness, Appalachia think, of, yeah. of of, of wheat. You don't know what that is? Like he mentioned it, it on the on the thing. Oh, okay. Dingman's. Um, oh, it is
4: Dingman's. Okay.
2: Yeah, he it says it's hard to get. So yeah, yeah. Dingman's uh, roasted wheat. Right. If you can get that, skip all that. And just
4: use
3: that. Yeah. Have yeah, the internet. It's out there. You we know, good for it.
4: <laughs> Check out our fine sponsor, Northern Brewer. Northernbrew. dot Send them an email yeah. if they don't have it, and say, Hey, you know, what would you? Can you get me some Dingman's roasted wheat, or what would you recommend if I can't? And you know, I need two ounces. They'll take of care it. of you. Yeah, I need two ounces of.
2: Can you buy a sack? <laughs> I got a, I got a big, I got a big order going here. <laughs> Can you package it up for me? Right. Uh, other things in the brew day, um, pretty uneventful. Uh, a lot of hop additions. Uh, certainly the, um, the ferment uh, was right, real normal, just like he, he said. I cooled in really low, and the uh, weather's been cooler here, so that was easy to do. Uh, Raise it just like you said. Yeah, I followed the fermenting regimen pretty dry, well. About the dry hopping. Well, the dry hopping was a little startling because uh, it was so much of it. I mean, like because I'm again I'm doing mm-hmm. twice as much, right? So right. Uh, the, the six gallon the batch that you just described, it's four and a half ounces of hops. Mm-hmm. So I had nine ounces of hops. I mean, we're mm-hmm. getting over half a pound. Yeah. Right. That's a lot of. I mean, yeah, and I can't believe the beer isn't has uh, has more hop aroma than it does for as much as I'm more more them. grassy or something. Yeah, like so, that. Uh, yeah. yeah, more hop. Uh, yeah, yeah, vegetative character mm-hmm. or something like that. So, right.
5: did you just throw those uh in, in pellets? In pellet yeah, yeah, or yeah you loose pellets. pellets. Or you no, know? I'm, I'm yeah. bagless.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm freestyling, uh, freewheeling, <laughs> free, free
5: balling. free pelleting. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, uh, commando, commando. Of course, I dropped. The, I have a conical, so I dropped the yeast before I, I throw those in there. So they're landing on a. Which, by the way. This O 2 yeast man, it just gets like a brick in the bottom of that fermenter. I'm mm-hmm. going to have to Flock try and find some way to suck it out of there, or something like that. Whoa. Fortunately, I had a more uh, well, I had a pressurized conical that I was able to push the uh, big plug of yeast out. That's what they do in the big brewery, yeah. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, that's what they do. Do they they pressurize yep. the vessel? Yep.
2: Cool. Just watch out.
6: <laughs> <laughs> pooping uh, yeah. the that, that sucks to get a yeast bath like first thing in the morning
2: yeah not fun.
6: so make sure the hose is every time we're
2: around right. brewers we well, yeah they talk about that they talk about some horror stories for the like in your boot oh yeah get clobbered. <laughs> clobbered, with it anyway.
4: it's like getting slide anyway. well Jen and i get all excited uh <laughs> well, during the breaks we're, we're we're chit-chatting about uh at the the brewery at the heretic brewery and the ej fair brewery where we're doing a uh Alternating premise, so we're we're leasing the the brewery from uh, EJ Fair for you know fifty percent of the time. So uh, we're kind of geeking out over, I guess the floors are going in. Yeah. And, uh, they're 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 sealing the floors, putting put all that in, them. and yeah. going to be uh, the same kitchen. Getting getting soon to uh, move all the equipment in, and pretty cool. We're not far far away from brewing, so going to be really cool. Chopping at it's the be bit.
2: exciting, yeah, good stuff. Hey, what do we do? Oh, uh, yeah, so. Um, <laughs> Well, you know, and we went, uh, it's always nice to have fresh brewery samples, so uh, a few of us happened to have been going up to, well, it was actually Chad and Randy and I were going up to Russian River to uh, get another taste of the Janice Brown before it ran out. They gave me the heads up that it was getting low. So
6: great trip, you know, by the way.
2: It's a great trip. So we uh, said, well, on the way up, I'll stop by Lagunitas and get some fresh samples of uh, a little something-something, and then uh, Maximus, which, of course, we're going to do a nice. bit later. And And... Awesome. Uh, stopped by there we had to you know, test them with them and uh, drink a few beers and I said well why don't you guys come up to Russian River with us so we took uh, Jerry Marshall and uh, Mark Hughes right up to Russian River and we had uh, pints and pints and pitchers and pitchers <laughs> full of,
7: uh, rock star cast uh, walking, walking into Russian River yeah, we had a yeah, we had brewery a, tour tasty yeah, gave I gave him
2: the, the brewery tour <laughs> I go to the bar I'm this gonna, is I'm the brewery a, so I'm going to give a, a brewery tour and I've, I've done it before actually so like, oh yeah sure no problem <laughs> Can so we tell them what they're a little freaked out about when they saw? Oh, no. well, yeah, yeah. Well, well, we're doing the brewery tour, of course, and uh, <laughs> they see a, a sack of dextrose on the uh, on the brew deck. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they go, "Well, we use that. We, we use it to charge our cask." I said, "Yeah." They put it in their beers, like they never knew they've heard of it anti method and then they walk down and see a pallet of it right then yeah, they, they right? look at the pallet and go Holy smokes. it's like a 10 year supply right it says, yeah that plenty they batch here they he has got two bags yeah. of that shit in it
4: well you know I, that's the, the great thing you know you uh, using dextrose or any simple sugar really not a problem because no. uh you know you can use it to dry out a beer and really it's 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 you know we, we kind of got away from the yeah uh, you know, the homebrew days yeah, Where people worried about that But yeah It can be used to good effect It's another yeah. tool In the arsenal yeah, for, a for, for a brewer <laughs> you know? and, and
6: Lagunitas is known For having sweeter beers You know More mm-hmm. English style mm-hmm. beers I mean
7: that's what They're known for Right they, They're Germany all will old. even tell you Yeah And little something Something's kind of cool In that way too It's a Lagunitas house character And ideas Very, Yeah Kind of amplified In a hoppy right. beer Big wheat and Malt edition You know Nice English ale Yeast character mm-hmm. Cool mouthfeel From that wheat Balanced <laughs> with The big American hop thing mm-hmm. It's pretty cool
2: yeah, I, I guess you'd call this an, an, an Imperial American wheat or something like that. right? I mean, yeah. it's American hops and wheat beer. Yeah, right? yeah. American wheat, except yeah. it's an Imperial. Uh, it has a little bit of like a like a, I don't know, kind of a crossover feel to it, like a Belgo-American, where it's like a you know, Belgian yeast, and American hops. This has sort of like a, I don't know, a mm-hmm. little bit more going on. Than In the grain bill. American Almost wheat. Something it's more there. like right. that. I Maybe mean, it's the roasting malts. All right. Well,
4: fine job. But uh, we got any questions from the chat before we wrap this up?
5: Uh, the only question I have that is related to this beer uh, <laughs> was from Bike Foolery, who asks, does toasting the oats change how it will affect the mash pH?
4: Oh, oats. well, they didn't wheat. toast wheat. the wheat. They the wheat. Potato potato, guys. Sorry, yeah. Right, but, but toasting, <laughs> that's such We're a that's small drunk. percentage that... In, in this specific recipe, that it shouldn't really make a difference. But I think if you were toasting a large percentage of malt, just like oh, yeah. uh, any time you're using uh, the more highly kilned your malts, yeah. the more it affects pH. So, yeah, it, sh- it should have it. In this in this case, it's it's not going to make a difference at all. Yeah, you're it's not making black amount. wheat
3: out of white wheat.
4: So right. And even that if that you did, it's 90 grams in you know a six-gallon batch. So
3: There you go, mixing I mean. your metaphors again. Yeah. Mixing your
4: met- metrics, mixing mix my metrics, I do, because I like uh, I like still going with gallons, and I like uh, f- Fahrenheit better than uh, centigrade because it's you know it's more precise. It's you know mm-hmm. two of one to the one of the yeah. Other. Yep. So there, I don't have to say point whatever Fahrenheit I, and grams. And all my friends outside the U.S. are freaking out now, but
2: hey, that's the way it goes. We're taking the best of both. Deal with it.
4: All right. So uh, another fine show. Thank you, gentlemen, for uh, coming in and uh, making this happen. Especially Tasty, thanks for you know getting the, the logistics, getting the rest yeah, getting did a lot the of work on this. Yeah. You did. You brewing the beer. Yeah. You, uh, Heavy lifting. You you, you did it. You did a great job. Good <laughs> good, good good stuff. I it's didn't fun. have to it's do. Fun. I didn't have to do anything other than like come and drink beer. It was <laughs> awesome.
5: <laughs> it was a great uh, great effort. It was yeah. awesome.
4: It's what yeah. it's like to be the pope. That's, that's right. right. That's right.
2: That's right. I come in and that's right.
4: beer. That's right. Don't forget,
5: <laughs> don't forget it, bitches.
2: Yeah. What else shouldn't we, what else shouldn't we forget? <laughs> we shouldn't forget... Um, Our sponsor. Heretic Brewing. <laughs> oh, no, no, we're not. <laughs> Be a heretic. You're not a sponsor. No. no, Janet's oh. Brown Ale. No, Heretic no Brewing.
5: No, Janet's <laughs> yeah, Brown Ale. Janice Brown. Heretic. Janet's Brown. Heretic. <laughs> <laughs> heretic.
4: Well, don't forget our, our fine spots at Northern Brewer. You can pick up all the ingredients for uh, your Canyon brewed brew at beers at northernbrewer.com. Good folks. Uh, make sure you, you stop by there and check out what they got uh, today. Check out adamandeve.com. Uh, use that code C-Y-B-I. Get yourself 50% off one item. Uh, three feet free adult DVDs and a special a gift. Uh, thanks, Andy and Kim, for telling us what that is. <laughs> and uh, Check out BlickmanEngineering.com and AHA uh, giveaway. Until then, we're strong. And often.